This morning, we have a really fun uh, topic that we're going to talk about. It's called Me and My Big Mouth. And so I thought, why not have some big, swollen-looking jelly lips as we... <laughs> oh, strawberry kisses. As we look at this topic today, because we are looking at two of our values of Baronia Community Church of Christ, wisdom and the Word. Finding wisdom from the Word of God, from Scripture. And so... Um, we are looking today at me and my big mouth. I imagine we can all think of a time when we have had something um, nasty said to us, some words that have really hurt us, some really harsh, brash words said to us. It doesn't take long to look in our file in our memory of things that have been said to us that really hurt. It's easy to remember those things. We probably have lots of people say really good stuff to us in our lives, lots of compliments and encouragements, but sometimes it can be the really harsh things said to us that we can remember most. Because it can really impact us, hey, words. Words when spoken positively can really build us up. Words when spoken really negatively and personally can really tear us down. Our words have so much power. And that's what we're going to look at today, how much power words have. In the book of Proverbs, in the Bible, some of you might know um, chapter 18, verse 21, where um, it says... The power of life and death are in the tongue, i.e. words can speak life or bring destructive uh, experiences for people. But today we're looking at the book of James, and James um, has some really great words for practical living. Um, he is a half-brother of Jesus and was the leader of the Messianic Church, the first Christian community, and he... So being half-brothers with Jesus um, and also enjoying the Proverbs himself um, has lots of things he says that are like Jesus. He speaks with metaphors. He speaks with great one-liners about how we can live well in the kingdom of God. His legacy is having a book of wisdom, of really great, easy-read tips that we can have for living life well. And... I imagine here today, we're sitting here, we're wanting to be people of God who are known uh, to be like Jesus. We want to be people who people feel better being with us, that we say things that build people up. Yet we're also human and find ourselves sometimes saying things that we regret or saying things that also bring hurt. And so today we're going to look at this tension we live in, us with our big mouths. Shall we pray? And then we'll have a look at James chapter 3 to see what he wants to say to us today. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that uh, the scriptures speak to us today, that though they were written years and years ago, they are so um, spirit-led and um, accessible for us in how to live lives that bring glory to you and how to live lives that are um, a positive um, influence in this world. We thank you that as we come to um, the book of James that you are... Um, have words for us today, that you have given us the capacity to speak words and to choose um, good over um, the bad. And so we come to you in our brokenness. We come with um, our mistakes, the times we've said things we know we possibly couldn't or shouldn't have. Um, we come to you um, thankful for a fresh start today to um, have a transformed heart and mind by you. Thank you, God, for this time. Amen. All right, shall we read? 
James chapter 3, verse 1 to 18. And um, yeah, the beauty of James is it's very accessible and easy to read. Has anyone read the book of James? Many people? Yeah, if you haven't, recommend you do it this week. It's, um, it's not too big and it is easy to have a look at. You might be wondering what those words mean and we're about to find out. So James chapter 3, verse 1 to 18. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. Don't worry, there is hope. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. What do we think? Pretty direct, hey? (laughs) Pretty strong words there. As you would have noticed, the first line of the passage recommends not many people to be teachers. (laughs) reading that going, oh. Um, so we won't spend too much on that because those of you who have preached or are teaching, we can console ourselves with prayer after. Um, so we'll move on to the imagery about the horse, ship and fire. James's style of writing is full of imagery. So chapter one, he speaks of waves, flowers, crowns, childbirth, eek, lights, shadows, mirrors. And now we're hearing of horse, ship and fire and how our words shape our lives. His language here is really strong. He is saying that the tongue, our words, what we say, can corrupt our whole entire being, can impact the course of our lives. So why is it important, do we think, to be careful with our big mouth? I've got three thoughts about this that we'll explore together today. So one is it influences our entire lives, Our words influence our entire lives. Our words are linked to our relationship with God. And our words have an opportunity to reflect wisdom that comes from heaven. So we're going to look at these three ideas briefly together today. 
Words can influence our entire lives. Relationships, trust, integrity, how people see you, what influence you have, can all be reflected by the words that we speak. Whether people will respect us as employees, probably also is impacted by how much we do, but some of it is words. Um, whether we are honouring the image of God in others by how we speak to them, whether um, people will see Christ through us, how we use our words on social media, that's a big one <laughs> for our generation. The words that we speak can impact our entire lives. It can impact how people see us, whether people will see Christ in us, whether people will follow us, and can impact our soul and others. So Sam and I were in Cairns last night. We thought we'll go to this really nice restaurant by the water. You know, got the um, table right by the water. I thought this is like, you know, the perfect romantic scenario. Having, you know, the best ribeye steak I've ever had. And we're sitting there and we hear this table that's near us of um, three people and this one woman who was bad-mouthing someone for about 10 minutes. So not the person on her table, but was speaking about someone else for 10 minutes non-stop, like aggressively how she's doing things wrong, da-da-da. So, you know, as it, it's never Hollywood romantic perfect moment, right? I'm trying to look at Sam going, oh, it looks so gorgeous. And then we're hearing all this stuff in the background. And how that really impacted the dinner was that it left a bit of a bad taste, if you want to say, about it. When I got up to go, um, I think, fill up our water, I walked past the table and even felt a little like, um, what's the word, like pull away from the table, you know what I mean? Like there was almost this sense of, oh, it was really negative talk and I felt quite negative in myself as well and I wasn't even at the table. Um, And one thing she said um, that really stood out was, in my opinion, you should da-da-da. I don't think many of us are drawn to um, people when they say that to us, hey, in my opinion, you should do this. The words that were said at that table really left a sting. And it really, words that we say can really influence our lives and how others experience us as well. So I wonder, how are your words influencing your life? How do people see you from the sort of words that you speak? The second reason it might be important for us to be careful with our big mouth is because it is linked to our relationship with God. We're all at risk of having a disconnect with our faith when we say we love God, but we hurt others. Now, we're all susceptible to this because we're humans. We love God, we sing to God, we pray that we'll love him and love everyone, but we find ourselves saying hurtful words. We find ourselves in a bit of a disconnect sometimes. In verse 9, James says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Oh, felt so convicted reading this. How often do we spend time praying, singing, worshipping God, and being, say we'll love each other, and then straight after church we might jump in the car and things blow up. I'm sure we've all had that. How often do we sing praise to the Lord Almighty, And then we leave church talking about other people who are there or complaining about how things were done. How often do we find ourselves maybe in disagreements with people in church community or um, in our family straight after church? We find ourselves in this disconnect. We love God. We find ourselves saying words that hurt others. There is hope, don't worry, because we have a good God who's always redeeming us. And this passage through James calls us to a different way, to be conscious of the words we speak, to show grace 
Uh, some of you will know this phrase, I might forgive, but I'll never forget. And we might find ourselves saying that because it seems like, yes, we've done the forgiving, but we'll never forget. It's in our file, our memory, what that person did and said. It's easy sometimes to think that we are following the way of Jesus when we do that. But actually, the tricky thing is, is that as we're not forgetting and we're able to pull that card out at any time, we're actually still holding that person to what they did and actually not allowing the forgiveness of Christ to do work in us. It's challenging because we want to remember sometimes to protect ourselves, and that's important too, but Jesus actually says to forgive unlimited. Jesus offers us a fresh start every time, and we might have people who we just want to hold on to what they've done. I do. You do. You want to hold on to what they've done as a bit of power, as a bit of like... um, a way that you have um, a positive hold over it, maybe. But actually what it does to us too is it can eat away at us because we can find our word, ourselves pulling out those cards of what that person has done. And I know I never feel better after when I do that. So we all need Jesus' help, right? Because he's the ultimate forgiver and we struggle. There's a great passage in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, which says to speak the truth in love. So when we have situations, maybe in the church community or with others, where um, we've been hurt or we do need to restore a relationship or to express that to someone, to speak the truth in love. So it's not about not speaking truth or not restoring relationships, but how do we do that in a way that if we're speaking truth with someone, we increase the grace? Jesus died for all of our mistakes all of the words that we've said that we regret and offers us a fresh start every day to live different lives. So the third reason of why perhaps it's good to be careful with our big mouth is because with our mouth, we can actually reflect wisdom that comes from God. I love in this passage, verse 13 to 18, James says, "'Who is wise and understanding among you? "'Let them show it by their good life, "'by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom.'" Such wisdom does not come down... Oh, missed a bit, sorry. I'm jumping to 17. The wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. We see here that wisdom and the word go together. We see here that James is actually saying, if you are seeking from heaven, from God... These good things of peacemaking, of being sincere, it will do you well in your life. People will see your good deeds and they will know God. So how do we do that? How do we actually do this stuff? How do we walk the talk? How do we do the we love God and we love others? How do we actually speak words that build up? There's a great quote by C.S. Lewis that joy is the serious business of heaven. Oh, I love that. I love that phrase. As I was reading over this passage um, in a commentary, um, they were saying that faith and pessimism don't relate well together. That people aren't attracted to a God through someone who is speaking negatively and who's a bit of a downer. That doesn't mean that we're not down to earth realists. We know that the world is broken. We know that um, we all make mistakes. We know that we struggle. But we're also being called to allow the gospel to transform our lives, to allow our words to reflect 
the kingdom of heaven. Sam and I went to see the Christopher Robin movie. Who's seen that? Oh, it's really good, but quite sad, warning you. Um, but there's something really cool that Pooh Bear says. I love Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear the most because I relate to him a bit, never knowing where he is, <laughs> always getting lost. He says, I'm always going somewhere when I'm walking away from where I've been. I'll say it again. I'm always going somewhere when I'm walking away from where I've been. For some of us in this room, there have been times that we have said things that we aren't proud of, things that we wish we could take back. We know our words have hurt someone. And as Pooh Bear says, if we're walking away from where we've been, we're walking forward with our eyes fixed on Jesus. He can do restoring work in us. There have been some of us here who've had words said to us that have left some scars. I love that song, God is the healer of our deepest scars. Some of us have scars from what people have said to us that have impacted our lives in a really significant way. And we know God is the God of the brokenhearted, that he knows the scars, the times we've had things said to us that have impacted our soul. And he is the God who does, can do restorative work, who can bring healing to those places. That those words don't have to actually shape our lives. That as Jill said, we are children of God, first and foremost. There are some of you here who love to speak, who are talkers. What a great capacity you have to influence where you are. Those of you who love to talk, what an amazing capacity you have to be able to influence the world in a really positive way. Speak words that bring life, that bring joy, that speak value to people. And if you allow God to steer your ship, if we use the analogy, then he can do so much with your words for good in this world. Who here may be a bit more reserved, not big talkers, maybe listeners? What absolute gift that too is. For those of you who are more reserved, those of you who are, have such a gift of listening, what an amazing value that is to people in this world. I also want to encourage you, if you are speaking with someone or you're listening and you think, oh, I've got something really good I could say here, or if I um, encourage them or express my opinion here, this might do good, bring that out of your pocket. Maybe the challenge for those who are good listeners is that we don't always say what um, could be said and could be really helpful in a situation. So never underestimate to your influence that you can have in places with your words as well. James recognises that we, as followers of Christ, we fail sometimes at getting this stuff right. And we don't have to get it right. But we can just be walking in the right direction with God's help to move from where we have been. So, a few ways that we can maybe walk the talk in our lives. We can seek to break the chain reaction when in a heated moment. What I mean by that is, some of you will know Leah Nichols. I remember her once saying um, that our words can have a chain reaction. So if you say one negative thing or someone does, it can then have a ripple effect and just set everyone off. Perhaps an opportunity for us is we can actually seek to break the chain reaction before it begins. To take a moment and ask, what are the needs, interests, and values of the other person in this situation? What am I not seeing here? What am I missing? For those of you who love um, uh, acronyms and, and the Bible, you can think of it as the NIV. 
the needs, interests, and values. Where are they in this situation? Perhaps if we do make mistakes and we do say something that we know um, has hurt someone immediately, we can apologize quickly, which can be really hard, but really powerful if we actually quickly apologize, um, can really diffuse a situation. Seek to forgive and forget. I know this is for me too. Let's be people of God who seek to forgive and forget, to release the other person from what they've done and release ourselves from bitterness eroding our soul. And if we want to start with just one thing from today, there's just one thing that we can start to do to walk the talk, to actually do this stuff. Let's start with the car ride on the way home. I know what it's like um, in the car for some reason on the way to or after church. Somehow things become bigger than they need to be. Let's change that today. The car ride home, let's speak words that bring life to diffuse a situation, to use our big mouth for the good. As we finish up, I'm going to read verses 17, 18 again as an invitation for us to seek wisdom from heaven. We can't do this stuff on our own. We need the help from God and each other in this community. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. If we truly say we love God, let it influence today how we speak to each other and how we use our words for good. For everything that has breath, including ourselves, praise the Lord, praise the Lord and live it out. Shall we pray? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you that you have given us an incredible capacity to influence in this world, that you have placed each person here in exactly the right place at the right time, the right jobs, the right home, the right group of friends, to be able to speak words that reflect you, Jesus, that reflect the love of God. We thank you that you are a God of um, forgiveness too. We do come to you with the mistakes that we've made and invite you to prompt us if there's any way we might need to reconcile those relationships. And we come to you with some of our wounds and ask God that you do your healing work there. This week as we go, we commit to being the people of God who walk the talk, who do what we say we do, that we love God and love others. So Spirit, would you help us to do that? Would you help us to see your grace in our mistakes and to have the courage to try and live a different way, your way, the way of kingdom? In your name we pray. Amen.